And we are back. You're listening to the best of Radio Parallax. Before I play our final interview with porn star Christy Canyon, I thought I'd share with you guys a few fun current event facts from, as is tradition, the Week magazine, amongst other places. First up, Edward Snowden, infamous whistleblower and pain in the butt to G-men everywhere, recently joined Twitter, and while he has many thousands of people following him, the only person that he is currently following on Twitter is the National Security Administration, which is hilariously ironic on a level I am not capable of operating on. Also, the Pope visited with Kim Davis, the city clerk who refused to marry gay couples, on his way out of the country, reportedly telling her to stay strong as part of his bid to ensure he doesn't leave the U.S. without infuriating every single political party we have. Also, the Benghazi inquiry run by Republicans in Congress is now officially the longest in U.S. history. Monica Lewinsky has nothing on this. Although I wonder if the conservatives would like to see her elected just so that they can try and impeach her for it. And to end on a fun note, the United States has developed a laser cannon that is ten times lighter than their previous versions. Yes, they had previous laser cannons and intend to start actually mounting them on drones. Now this probably isn't a good thing, but I'm happy to know that the U.S. military is funding their projects based on data from focus groups composed entirely of 12-year-old boys. And speaking of politics, actually, I would be failing in my duties both as a journalist and a statistician if I didn't talk a little bit about Bernie Sanders, specifically that he really isn't doing as well as a lot of people seem to be claiming he's doing. If you've been reading a lot of political news over the past few months, you've probably been hearing story after story about the shocking rise of Bernie Sanders and how he's going to cream Clinton in the early states, uh, particularly amongst very liberal Democrats, and a a lot of comparisons between him and Donald Trump. And while it's true that he is doing far better than you would expect a non-establishment candidate to be doing, it is absolutely not true that he's getting anywhere close to Clinton. He's he's currently polling about 20 percentage points beneath her in Iowa and only a couple points above her in New Hampshire. But much more importantly, he is currently the favored candidate only amongst 10% of African Americans compared to Clinton's 70% of African Americans. And as a Democrat, that's really what you need to win, particularly in the primaries. And that's kind of just a, a general problem that he has. He, he does not appeal to minorities, really. Regardless of how his views may line up with theirs, most people really just don't want another very old white guy. At least not the people he needs to win. Of course, that isn't to say he can't win. It's possible if another big scandal hit Hillary and she got swapped out for, say, Joe Biden, something like that, he still has a fighting chance. I share the opinion Many people hold that he's an awesome guy, and I'm a lot more excited about his candidacy than I was about, say, Obama's, because Bernie's appeal is pretty much entirely in his numerous solid policy positions. That's not to say I didn't like the policies that Obama enumerated during his candidacy, just that the thing that Bernie really has going for him is the fact that the is the fact that he has consistently voted for the things that he claims he will vote for. For decades, he has a very, very long track record of running on a particular position and then voting the way he say he will every single time. And that kind of reliability is really just not something people will buy in a politician. 
until they've seen them prove it over and over and over again. But uh, time will tell. All right. And, you know, we should take a moment to reflect on the fact in this program that although, you know, we enjoy bringing to you and we're proud to bring to you people like Bill Moyers and Daniel Shore, the really cool thing about having a radio show is you can then go out and have lunch with people like Christy Canyon. <laughs> Christy, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. And next time you come to Southern California, you have to come to my house for dinner. Well, Christy, that's very nice. I enjoyed very much having lunch with you and your and your husband, Grant, down oh, there. Oh, thank you. Well, when you come over, then you have to deal with us, two dogs and a cat. Well, it can be done. So as long as you're not allergic. I'm not. All right. Paula Jones, talking about Bill Clinton, his book. He was down at Britano's in Century City a couple weeks ago, actually, when I was, when I was down there. And... um. She says he was being used as a pawn by his political opponents, and we think that's uh, that's certainly true, and, and, and God bless her for saying that. But, but talking to you, I was really shocked and surprised to hear you say that your friends, meaning adult film actresses, many of whom had fantasies about the ex-president. Very much so. When he came onto the scene in 92, the, all the girls that I worked with at Vivid at the time, which were girls like Hypatia Lee and Jamie Summers, uh-huh. um, we would all get to a set and or a photo shoot, and we'd all talk about how we had these complete <laughs> sexual, like, wet dreams about Bill Clinton. Oh, my. He was just, there's something so sexy about that man. Even now, I mean, now he's more distinguished sexy. Yeah. But there, I just remember one day I was on the set of uh, some vivid film. I think it was Christy in the Wild and Raquel showed up. And she said, God, Christy, I had this dream last night about Bill Clinton, our president. And I said, I had one too, like a week ago, a sexual dream. And she said, me too. It was just, there was something very sexy about him. And we just couldn't figure out why he took the likes of like uh, Paula Jones and Jennifer Flowers when <laughs> Raquel Darien and Christy Canyon would have been more than willing and we never would have blabbed. You could have changed history, Christy. <laughs> but I would never have sold him out like Paula Jones. We could speculate that uh, he perhaps wouldn't have been impeached had he been, you know, shown an indiscretion with someone, uh, someone who's more irresistible. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, apparently, I'm not to him. I mean, I look at Monica, and then I look at myself in the mirror, and I think I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I mean, didn't he know all the girls in the Southern California and the porn industry would have done him in a minute? Christy, I'll wager he did not know that. Because I think if he had known that, the course of history might have been considerably different. And you know, the funny thing is, like, we never had that about Al Gore. It was always Bill Clinton. <laughs> even my girlfriend that I wrote about in my book, Wanda, she didn't even uh-huh. call me up and say, Christy, oh, I just had a dream about Bill Clinton. There was, like, a core group of us that just, we always had dreams about him for, like, the first two years that he was in office, which is very sexy. It's well known in political circles that Bill Clinton ran well with females, and Radio Parallax is here to round that story out and add a few dimensions to it you didn't know about. <laughs> and Bill, if you're listening, why? Why didn't you email me something? It's not too late. And he can't get impeached now. <laughs> oh, my. Christy, it's always fun. We want you to come back and uh, talk to us again soon. Anytime. All right. Anytime. Have fun. Yes, one wonders how history might have been different if uh, President Clinton had gotten involved with uh, people in the adult film industry instead of White House interns. Now, on, on uh, our, 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 our old program, Reality Radio, we actually had a talk uh, some time back with, uh, with President Clinton. We haven't been able to get him on since, unfortunately. 
but it might be a good time to air a, a, a bit from our archives, uh, our chat with the then lame duck, uh, President Bill Clinton. Mr. President. Yeah, I'm here, Doug. How you well, doing? Well, thank tonight? you very much for coming on to Reality Radio. Well, you're welcome. You know, I got a lot more spare time on my hands now that I'm, you know, not really well, I, I'm I, lame duck pretty much, so. Yeah. You know, I, I have time to go on shows like yours, and I, I appreciate you having me on. It's well, we're, we're just delighted to have you. Uh, what, what are your plans for, you know, come January 20th? Well, you know, I, I really am trying to plan, map this out, and uh, I have a couple of main options that I've narrowed it down to. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do one of two things. First of all, I may just retire to a farm. I, I mean, I think that j- just like well, Jimmy Carter do you, did. Do you have a farming background? Well, no. But technically, I don't. But I mean, I certainly have watched hours and hours and hours of, of Green Acres, and, and I and I just always loved that show. I mean, the Talking Pig, and you know, and you got uh, the Ava Gabor character. Oh, honey, you want some more hotcakes? You know, it was just all those sexual euphemisms going flying back and forth between those two. You know, are there, are there Oliver. Any, well, that's kind I love of a, that. That's an apt show, really, for you, a gentleman that wants to retire to the com- uh, country with a wife who prefers to be in New York. Well, you know, I it can't. It's perfect, isn't it? I mean, I really think so. I may my just goodness. do that. And my vision, though, is a little bit of a rewrite. I guess I, I think that I would get myself a Filipino maid and. They'll have her give me back rubs or maybe walk on my back once in a while. You know, I mean, a man's got needs, Doug. I mean, well, come on, let's face it. I mean, Hillary's going to be That's over good to in, have in plans, New York sir. a lot of time. Yeah. You know, for a lot of time. And I need I need to be satisfied like any ex-president would, you know. Oh, well, that's, so, that's great. You mentioned another alternative to well, farming? yeah, you know, I'm actually thinking about something. Well, you know, one of my idols is Elvis, and, uh, you know, and he eventually did movies. And I'm thinking I may just go to Hollywood and do movies. I've even secured myself an agent to uh, handle some of that stuff for me, and he's very encouraging to me. Any, any properties you're looking at down there? Well, one thing I, I'm really excited about is a, 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 actually he wants me to do the Dukes of Hazard movie. Wow, well, that, that would be interesting. Well, actually, the real title is Dukes of Hazard the movie. But, you know, I, I think that I certainly you know, could play one of those roles, maybe the John Schneider, you know, tall, handsome guy role. I mean, he wants me to play Boss Hogg. I don't think that I'm really... <laughs> You know, okay, I'm, I've been a boss before. It'd be but, hard to think of who we could start with. I mean, with he's pretty you, ugly, but ugly, you know, and I don't want to play that. So well, who'd, who'd be with you as the young, virile guy driving around in the Dodge Charger? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that's been floated around, of course, is, you know, naturally Al Gore. But I, I really don't think that that's a good idea either, you know. I, I think I'd much rather have someone like uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think he'd probably be good. <laughs> You know, me and Matthew will probably get along really well. So. Okay. All yeah. right. What else? And lots of other movies. Well, there's another one that uh, my agent sent me, and uh, you know, I've always been a big Elvis fan, as you know. And uh, I, I, this one sounds kind of kind of similar to his movies. It's called Jailbait Rock. Uh huh. You know, I guess it'd be G-rated, I presume. It's a road picture about a guy that sort of gets in trouble with the law because of his, you know, dealings with younger women and stuff. You know. And, and there's a lot of rock in it. I like uh-huh. it. I mean, I think that, that might work. That has appeal for you. I don't like the title. You know, I think I would have to go. I mean, you know, with my yeah. background. But yeah. But I like the premise. It's cool. Uh huh. All right. Um, well, any other any other movies? He's you're looking well, at. Well, Smokey and the State Troopers. Another one he's thrown my way. A remake of Harem Scarem with with my Harem's all interns. He sent me that. <laughs> uh, he hauled the movie. Now that one I'm kind of interested in because. Well, first of all, I think I do a spot-on junior samples like nobody's business, you uh-huh. know. So I may, I may just take take them up on that one. Well, Mr. But, President, but if you don't mind one, my saying so, I think you should exercise a lot of caution in dealing with these things you've, you're thinking about so far. Well, I always do I exercise a lot of caution with anything that I do, uh-huh. you know, uh, other than the presidency. But uh, the, the best one, the movie that I think really captures my essence and, and, uh, and interest best is Pretty Woman 3. That's the, the project uh-huh. that I think I may just do. 
How, how do you see that one coming together? Well, the plot is really kind of cool. It's basically this guy, he takes a pretty sophisticated woman, and he helps her get elected to the Senate. Now, that, <laughs> that doesn't fit me. I don't know what does. Mr. President, thank you for coming on the show. Hope you'll be able to come on the show um, after January 20th. I think I'll have a lot more spare time than maybe I will. And thank you very much, and may God bless America. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Once again, this has been a special best of edition of Radio Parallax. I'm Graham Smith sitting in for Douglas Everett, and I hope we'll see you all back next week.